Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. You know, it is the last day, the last day we will be broadcasting here from the home studio as we begin our truth tour. As we begin our truth tour, more on that, I guess, as the program comes together. Um, but we've uh, we've sold our home, and we're going to begin to travel the country. Still, uh, the broadcasting, nothing will be different for you. Although something will be different next week because uh, we are starting off by taking a little uh, vacation, my family and I. So we'll be out next week. Um, after Labor Day, returning uh, to the stu- well to the new studio, the mobile studio on um, Tuesday, uh, following the Labor Day week. So anyway, lots to get to today. Email as always Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can join our online community as we're going to begin to do more and more things there as well. If you want to follow the truth tour, if you want to see some other uh, some other things, including digitally watch our television program, which airs on Monday evenings, you can do that. Community.tothuffshow.com. So I want to start here today. The Biden administration is happy this morning. They were happy. Yesterday, technically they were happy, happy because of the optics, happy because of the narrative, because the narrative has now uh, moved from Afghanistan and now it is on to abortion. And in particular, the Supreme Court's ruling or it's not really their ruling, their decision not to basically take up this case um, and to rule in favor, or to, to, I guess to overrule the law, to rule in favor of, um, well, I guess Roe versus Wade again, and saying that the Texas abortion law, which makes, um, which prevents or is designed to prevent abortions after a heartbeat is detected in an unborn child. So now I want to say this, not everything should be political. In fact, this abortion debate, much of much of the abortion debate to me, um, I wish I wish that the, the Protestant movement would be as vociferous in their opposition to, um, well, the current law of the land, Roe versus Wade. As the Catholic Church is, the Catholic Church is uh, very 
adamantly against, and, and most Protestant churches are too, they're just not as outspoken about it. The Catholic Church has done a fantastic job in, well, in, in standing firm against the abortion law. In fact, Joe Biden is Catholic. Remember this? This was a, this was a, a thing a couple of months ago. Biden um, was not going to be able to, what was it, take communion? There's some, some questions as to the, um, well, to, to his following the tenets of of the faith, and that upsets some people. But um, anyway, now we've got this Texas law that went into effect, was it Wednesday? Uh, I think it was September 1st, to where getting an abortion is much more difficult. Now, it's not a criminal violation, but the law allows for civil uh, cases to be to be filed and making it well challenging to get abortions in the state of Texas. Now, I've made it clear to you that I'm over the course of time that I am pro-life um, and I don't buy I don't buy the narrative or the the way that the left talks about the issue of abortion. I believe that the, well, morally, that life, scientifically life begins at conception. I mean, that, that, is, that is crystal clear. You can say that it's not uh, the life that is created at, at conception is not fully developed. That would be correct. You could say it is not um, I mean, I guess you call into question how, um, what I want to say, how, whether the life, um, if, if you want to say it hasn't fully become human, I guess you could make that. I'm not saying I agree with, please don't misunderstand. I'm saying scientifically, you cannot deny the fact that life begins at conception. The pro science community on this issue has spoken resoundingly. Now, They'll try to tiptoe around the tulips here. They'll try to prevent the uh, prevent making the obvious declaration, talking about other things, talking about a woman's right to choose and that sort of thing. Which, of course, women should have choices in life. People should have men should have choices in life. I believe in choice as well. We talk about choice on this program. Every day. In fact, I talk about, heck, my pastor says that the holiest thing we can do is to choose. And I agree with that. Part of being human means that we have the capacity to make choices. God created us with the ability to choose. We can make, now, that doesn't mean all choices are good. It means that having the choice is good. And that being human means that we can exercise choice. Being free, being created to live as we were intended to live means that we have choices. But we don't have a choice. We shouldn't have a choice to do whatever the heck we want. I mean, I shouldn't have the choice to, you know, go on a rampage, right? To go on, someone shouldn't have the choice to uh, commit homicide or someone shouldn't have the choice to harm 
or harm a person or take their possessions. I mean, in the, in one sense, because of how God created us to live, we have those choices because people do it all the time. But there should be there should be things in place to prevent that, to discourage that, and if that happens, for someone to face extreme consequences. It's kind of what Western civilization is built upon those sorts of those sorts of concepts and and ideas. And so, but when you're talking, and, and that's really what the issue here becomes when you're looking at the issue of of abortion. Of course, a person has the right to choose, make decisions for himself or herself, so long as those choices do not interfere with or harm or in the worst case scenario take the take the actual life away so you got the right and when i was in college they used to teach us i don't know if they teach this anymore i doubt they teach it because it sounds too reasonable they've got to be much more woke than this but they used to say my freedom to swing my arm begins where your nose or my my freedom to swing my arm ends i should say not begins (laughs) that's a whole different picture there but it ends where your nose begins. Basically, I can be over here in my space doing what I want until it impacts, and I mean really impacts, not just hurts somebody's feelings, right? I mean, we have the freedom of speech and all that sort of stuff, and you can't say, you shouldn't say, you can't say this by law because it might hurt someone's feelings or some such thing. But if you're actually taking away the life the liberty, the property, the possessions of someone else, the lines have then been crossed. And so with the issue of abortion, I mean, it's really rather simple. People want to, I mean, the, the general concept, if, if life begins at conception and if that life is human, which it clearly is, now again, you can make the case that it's not developed enough to be, I don't know, conscience or cognizant or whatever, um, that's a that's a that is a much i'm not saying i agree with it please do not misunderstand me that is not what i'm doing i'm simply saying to say it's not alive is definitely not a pro science position so the issue to my mind really just becomes if it's a life that is independent of or i shouldn't say independent of because it is dependent upon the mother the unborn child needs nourishment and the protection and the environment of the womb to grow and to develop and all those sorts of things but it is a life that is not just genetically the mother it's not just her dna and it's not just the father's dna it is a combination of both it is an independent that's the wrong word that you use it's it's its own life form that is dependent upon the mother growing uh, growing inside the womb now the left will say, and this is what Roe v. Wade is built upon, the left will say that since that fetus, since that unborn child is not viable without the mother, it can't survive outside the womb on its own, that it's the mother's choice to do what she wants up to whatever it is, 20-some 20, 20 weeks. And that is somehow in the Constitution. That's in the Constitution they found. Again, the left is amazing. They can't find they can't find certain things in the Constitution, like the right to keep and bear arms. They have no idea. They have no idea where that is. They have no idea what that means. They have to go back and study the etymology of words and where commas are and 
uh, how the Second Amendment is actually written and what's a militia and all this sort of stuff. They're confused on that. No idea whatsoever. But they can find in the Constitution things like the right to an abortion, the right to same-sex marriage, and so on and so forth. They can find these things. They can make them up out of whole cloth and then can tell you, can tell me, and try to convince us that that's in the document, really in the document. But the Second Amendment is not there. The First Amendment, the right to free speech, the right to um, freedom of religion, they don't, they don't know where that is either. Right, religion's an antiquated notion to them. Religion is the enemy of a free society in their estimation, not in mine. Again, I'm just painting the picture here. So this is the issue as as I see it. It's it's really rather cut and dry. I've gone through this before. And again, I want to pause. I always say this before I talk about an abortion. If you or someone you know and love and care about has had an abortion, this is not to heap in, uh, injury or insult upon what's already been experienced. I serve a forgiving and graceful God who is ready to forgive and to help the healing process. But so so that 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 is true. I'm not here to to inflict any injury upon anyone, and I know that people that have had abortions they struggle for a long, long time. One of the, just one of the reasons why I'm pro-life, because there are consequences, long-term consequences for the rest of people's lives, in addition to the life of the unborn child, which again, I'm strongly in favor of defending that as well, but that life, but there's other consequences. And so this isn't about keeping injury or keeping adding insult or pain or opening up a wound for people. I know those exist. Instead, what this is, is an attempt to correct what we've been doing wrong in America in not protecting and recognizing that form of life, even though it is not fully developed, it is still a precious life that is created in the image of Almighty God that has, that should have its life, liberty, it doesn't have property yet, but it should have those things protected. Those things should be taken into consideration. And so I need to lay, that's kind of the groundwork here, and I'm going to take a break, But now the left is happy now because they are able to change the narrative from Afghanistan. In fact, in fact, I currently title episodes um, as something I do right before we go on air, maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, just thinking about the things I'm going to talk about. And I do it for podcast purposes. Maybe a lot of shows just put the episode number. We might go to that because, um, you know, just the I've probably repeated a title or two in the six years we've been doing this. But, but I, I've I think I entitled the program here anything but Afghanistan. Anything but Afghanistan. The left knows how disastrous what Obama. <laughs> What Biden did, I'm sorry, it's Biden Obama's third term, but what Biden did was absolutely disastrous, inexcusable. And when you factor in the, the the phone call, when you factor in his desire, this is this is very similar. 
at this stage, from what we know, very similar, it appears, to Benghazi. How do we protect ourselves politically? Who cares about the actual costs to human life, to American lives? How do we just get this thing over with and then try to cover our tracks and not talk about this and tell people the true story and all that sort of thing? How do we do that? And this, this issue is a welcomed a welcomed issue, a welcomed uh, narrative for the left to now talk about abortion. Because remember, I shared with you some polling yesterday, 52% of Americans, 52 or 50, I think it was 52, said that they want Biden to resign over Afghanistan. Resign. They want the president of the United States to resign. Over half of Americans want that. 39% don't want that. That's a 13-point that's a gap there. And there are Americans, of course, that are still unsure what they want. Who knows what they're thinking? But anyway, the point is, I shouldn't say that. You you may not know if you want him to resign. You know that there should be consequences. I'm guessing out of that 9%, a good chunk of those folks think that there should be consequences here. And their trust in the administration, if they've been paying any attention whatsoever, should be dramatically undermined given what has happened and transpired. But the left is happy to take any issue, especially when Biden's at 39%. 39% of people do not want him to resign, which is crazy, according to Rasmussen. Then they welcome anything that allows them to get part of their base back. At 39%, he's lost some of his base, a decent chunk of his base, maybe 20% of his base. Has a band has said, nope, this guy's got to go sort of thing. That's what's, that's what's crazy to think about. And so they welcome this because this is an issue that can change the narrative, sweep Afghanistan under the rug. And I'm not saying there's not a victory here for conservatives and for pro-life people here because they're in for unborn children because there is in the state of Texas, and that's a good thing. I'm just saying, remember, for the left, everything is about optics. Everything is about appearances. This gives them the opportunity to go and to re-secure those people that are saying Biden should resign over Afghanistan, those in, in the base, because abortion, abortion is a big issue for a lot of people on both sides, but this should this should help them, or they're hoping that this will help them change the narrative and get people back following and supporting Team Biden again. Because again, we've got an election staring down, uh, you know, staring down at us here from what fourteen months away. And of course, campaigning will begin not too far from now. So I'm along this segment. Quick timeout. We'll come back. I'll play a soundbite from Jin Saki. From yesterday's press conference, which kind of highlights this, how they're happy to have this this fight to make this the issue. And, and again, I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm saying it's anything but Afghanistan from a political perspective. Quick time out. We'll talk about that when we get, uh, get back. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, this 
program is brought to you in part by Smalling Masonry. Now, you know that I'm a fan of summer, I'm a fan of spring, I'm a fan of fall until it gets... I'm not a guy that likes the cold, I'm just going to be honest with you. But I'm not a fan of winter, but it's it's coming. It's coming. Smalling, Smalling Masonry can help service your chimney, fireplace, venting, and other masonry needs family owned small business right here in central indiana in fact cleaned our uh, chimney last i think it was early december i think is when we had that done in fact i told you before uh, that they were gary gary smalling helped us learn how to use this older wood burning unit um because we didn't understand how to properly use it. it it's it's an older unit but it's when you use it a certain way and you do something slightly differently from how we were doing it it actually generates a lot more heat and that that's one thing i'll miss about uh, leaving here is just how well that thing heated this home during the winter so check them out beachgrovemasonry.com or call them 317-903-8121 if you need your chimney or fireplace or something along those lines masonry needs taken care of here as we head towards those colder months beachgrovemasonry.com 317-903-8121 so i told you before the break that that jen Saki, here she is having a little bit of a spat with a reporter yesterday over abortion, over this Texas law, over the Supreme Court's um, decision not to, you know, to, to hear the case and to overrule it, just basically to let this law exist. Five to four vote. It was the um, – I see some jokers out there saying a Trump-dominated court – Trump nominated three justices for those who are socialists or who aren't really good at math. That's only one-third of the current makeup of the uh, Supreme Court. And so it was the three leftists plus John Roberts that made the four dissenting votes and then the five, uh, what, Gorsuch, Thomas, uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, um, who else am I forgetting here? Uh, Kavanaugh, of course, and then Alito, who may be perhaps the most conservative. He and he and Clarence Thomas, who I have a lot of respect for, um, were made up the five. Anyhow, anyhow, so they're asked, or she's asked, Jen Psaki, spokesperson for Biden, smartest press secretary ever, up here, circling back left and right. Um, is asked about this yesterday, and I'm telling you, they they love they welcome this because again, they have taken it on the chin politically in Afghanistan. I don't even like talking about it like this because we lost real people in Afghanistan. We have real people still in bad situations in Afghanistan and they just all they care about is moving past this getting past this not letting this be a political liability blow it you know sweep it under the rug just ignore it get past this media stop asking about it let's get on to something else that 
begins to help us regain the people that we have lost their support. We have lost their you know, their confidence in Biden's leadership and so forth. Let's let's get these these folks back. That's that's all the focus is on right now. This is a hundred percent all they're focused on right now. So they actually welcome this very much because again they've lost during this Afghanistan debacle. They've lost some of their base. And so the best way to get them back is to have an issue that's important to their base come front and center. And again, they didn't they didn't manufacture this. This was happening on its own. In fact, you could make the case that conservatives were uh, with the new balance of the Supreme Court, with with uh, Trump's recent appointments being confirmed a year ago or so, um, getting close to that anyway, we're looking. You can make the case cons- conservatives were kind of forcing this issue, making the court, you know, rule again on some of these laws and how it you know, balanced against Roe versus Wade and where they were going to come down and what the, you know, would the court actually change, I guess, to some degree. It wouldn't probably technically overrule Roe versus Wade, but would we begin to see new rulings that um, were more favorable to the pro-life movement, to to unborn children and that sort of thing? So conservatives and and state houses have been passing legislation um, in in the hopes, you could say, of, of getting up the the channel, up the chain before the Supreme Court. So it's conservatives that have kind of been, you know, pushing this issue now that the makeup of the court has changed. But the liberals, the radical left here, are happy to have this issue now because they're political opportunists. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with, with COVID, right? I mean, it, it is. You can say that they happily use the excuse of what was happening with COVID to do whatever they wanted to with election laws to make it easier uh, to, to, to do things that they thought were favorable to them getting more people to vote Democrat uh, that wouldn't maybe normally vote by making it so super easy uh, to vote. You could just basically fill out a ballot and, you know, any – Anytime you want to have it come into the, uh, you know, to the courthouse or wherever those things are mailed to be counted, have those come in weeks after the election was over. Remember all that stuff. We talked about that in the days, the months leading up to the election. We've talked about that afterwards. But it's not necessarily that they create. Sometimes they create, but uh, situations that are helpful to their narratives. Sometimes they just see an opportunity and jump on it for all that it's worth, to try to change the narrative and to to help them. And that's what's clearly happening here. As I'm going to play this soundbite real quick and then take take a time out, if I can get this thing re-queued. Bear with me here just a moment. Here we go. Jen Psaki uh, being asked about the abortion law. And this is the, the spat that's kind of um, had some, you know, created some headlines and is hopefully to the from the left's perspective, they hope that this helps change the narrative away from Afghanistan. Again, anything but Afghanistan in their minds. Following up on the census law, why does the president support abortion when his own Catholic faith teaches abortion is morally wrong? Well, 
he believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Why does the president, who does he believe then should look out for the unborn child? He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant, but for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. I think we've got to move on. I think we have to move on. You've had plenty of time today. Go ahead. Okay, so... First of all, my question is, how does she know he's never been pregnant? You talk about you talk about someone who's living so much in 2019. How does she know this? Just because this guy's a man, he's never been pregnant? Where's the trans movement on this? I want to hear people correcting her. I want to hear people correcting the record here. You talk about being a sexist here, Jen Psaki. Men can't be pregnant. I thought the left constantly tells us. That men can be pregnant. In fact, we shouldn't refer to, uh, we, we, we should use the phrase pregnant people instead of mothers and all kinds of stuff like that. Who comes up with this stupid, silly nonsense? She's up there having the audacity to tell this man he can't be, he can't be pregnant. What a sexist thing to say in 2021. Of course she's right, but that doesn't, that's normally not how they act. Normally they say Exactly the opposite, that men can be pregnant. We should put uh, women's uh, products, uh, feminine, what we used to call them feminine products. I don't think we can even call them that anymore. Um, tampons and so forth should go into men's restrooms now. Remember this? Th- these are the folks that come up with this stuff. Now she's telling this man he can't, he can't be pregnant, so he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand protecting the right of a woman to choose. He doesn't understand um, the difficulties facing women uh, who are choosing to have abortion. So anyway, that's they're happy to have this. This changes the narrative. I've got to take a break here. We'll come back and continue this discussion in just a few minutes. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Caution, by the way, listening to this program can cause you to lean to the right. Be careful operating your vehicle or any other heavy machinery this morning. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So, so the left is happy. The left is happy to have this narrative changed. Anything but Afghanistan. Now, I'll say, too, that it is good. It is good for the pro-life movement. It is good for unborn children. What has happened in the state of Texas, maybe other states will begin to follow suit here and to institute or to, what should I say, uh, implement laws that that protect um the life of, of an unborn child, the lives of unborn children. Again, the issue of choice, you don't have a choice. You shouldn't have a choice to act recklessly in taking the life of an unborn child, a third party, someone who's not you. It's not just, it's never been about protecting a woman's right to 
do what she wants to do with her own body. That's not, she can do whatever she wants. The problem that people have, the problem that people have who are pro-life is what is being done to the unborn child, which is not the woman's body. It is, it is being uh, taken care of and protected and being nourished by the woman's body, no doubt about that. But it is a, he or she is a unborn living human being, not fully developed, but then again, but then again, that doesn't happen for a long time. I've got, heck, I've got a 12, 10, and 7-year-old that are not fully developed. Sure, they can survive. Uh, They are viable now, on most days, outside outside of being provided for by by their parents. I mean, there still has to, obviously, they're still children, but they can make sandwiches and they can get their water and all that sort of stuff, but they're still dependent on parents to provide and to take care of them. So I don't know exactly um, what's so magical to the left about that particular point. I think it the mind will justify what the heart desires at some point. Um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, they're happy to have this issue to politically move the discussion away from from Afghanistan. They've got a presidency to save, as again, as they're contemplating what to do. Maybe they, you know, some folks are ready to abandon Biden and to, you know, say that the 25th Amendment needs to be enacted here and this guy needs to be removed uh, from office. That quite possibly could happen during these next three and a half years or whatever it is. Uh, But then again, they look and they see Kamala Harris maybe even more hated than this guy. Maybe she doesn't come across quite as uh, much as a, you know, someone who can't complete thoughts and sentences and so forth. But she's still not liked. She's one of the most unlikable politicians that I've ever seen in my lifetime. In fact, she's, I mean, she may literally be at the top. I'd have to really think about it. Hillary's not, I mean, her and Hillary... They're in the same, the same boat. It's, they're just not likable. That's a major, major problem in American politics in 2021. And so they're stuck with this, this problem, right? They just want to see – they're hoping for another Barack Obama, and there's no one uh, that's interested in, in being involved in politics that's like Barack Obama, and there's no – Michelle Obama's not interested. Oprah, you hear her name kicked around a lot. These are people that people like, right? That's really what the left wants. Give us give us a person. You talk about cult of personality. That's what that is. Give us a person who can, uh, you know, people will just basically follow blindly because they like them so much. And the media can write wonderful things about them and it just seems so cool to see behind the scenes with Oprah and Michelle and you know chatting about things and fashion and Michelle's triceps and all this sort of thing right and they don't have that so they're stuck with Biden and they're looking at Kamala thinking are we ready for this and they realize that they're probably not and so here they're stuck in this they just want to change the narrative try to save 2022 try to save the Biden presidency and what can get accomplished here in the next, uh, whatever it is, 14 months or so, 16 months, I guess, before those folks are sworn in. But I got to take a break. Come back, 
in just a minute. Thanks for listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. Back in a couple minutes. Welcome back, my friends. As I stated earlier in the program, as I said earlier in the program, we will be out. We're taking a vacation next week, my family and I, so I will not be here. You will be um, starting Tuesday. Starting Tuesday, Monday, we'll have uh, an encore of one of our episodes, one of our life-changing episodes. But after on Tuesday, Tuesday through actually the following Monday, we'll have some guest hosts for you. So I hope you enjoy listening to them as well. And then we'll be back in the saddle in a different environment because, again, we've, we're moving out here. This is the last day that I'm broadcasting from our home studio as we've sold the home and we'll begin the truth tour here in the, um, in the days and months and years to come. So anyway, I appreciate, I appreciate, uh, you and this audience and it's been a heck of a journey and we got a lot of, a lot of things on the horizon here. So just want to, just want to say thank you. This, uh, it's time now to, to grow the program and the best way to do this when you self-syndicate is to go out and, and to see what you can make happen. So that's what we're going to do. And if you want to see or hear about that more specifically, of course, I'll mention it on the program, but the best way to do that is to join. It's totally free, community.tothuffshow.com, and can sign up for a free account there and see what's going on during the Truth Tour, part of our travels, and all that exciting stuff. So quick time out, come back and wrap up back in just a minute. This is exactly what I mean. Court packing debate is now revived. At least that's the headline here at Newsmax. This is they're happily accepting accepting this. Um, they happily want to change the narrative, whatever it takes to get their base back. So welcome to politics 2021. Changing narratives, not worrying about truth and reality, simply trying to cover and protect your own political positions. So folks, have a great day. Labor Day weekend. See you here in a week. SDG, take care.